Welcome to Choir Talks. I'm Greg O'Neill. I'm the worship pastor at Ridgecrest Baptist Church in Madison, Mississippi. Choir Talks is the podcast version of what I say as I share scripture with my choir during a rehearsal. I've been reading through the Old Testament so far this year, and all of our Choir Talks episodes have come from the first two or three books of the Bible, so today I want to read a little from the New Testament, partly to give us something different to consider and partly to tie together some of the things that you will find if you are tracking along with me and reading the first uh, three books of the Bible. I love to see how Scripture is connected, and especially how the connections lead us to Jesus. Jesus himself said, when confronting the Pharisees in John chapter 5, he said, you study the Scriptures, meaning, of course, the Old Testament at that point, You study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me. So Jesus saw the Old Testament as a collection of scrolls that pointed to his coming and his mission on earth. So with that in mind, I think it's really cool to see how those connections are made between Old Testament scriptures and New Testament scriptures. Let's see how a passage from Hebrews 10 pulls together things from the Old Testament to find their fulfillment in Jesus. This is uh, chapter 10, verses 19 through 25. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain, that is, his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on to love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. That's an awesome passage. It's really encouraging, and it's just full of uh, concepts that especially are seen earlier in the Old Testament. Let's just kind of walk back through it real quick. Um, He says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place. All right, that's kind of the first um, link back to the Old Testament, the most holy place. Exodus describes the tabernacle, how God gives Moses instructions to build it. And in the innermost part of the tabernacle is the Holy of Holies. It was a tent that was a place of, uh, that would have God's presence. And only one man, the high priest, once a year could enter there. Anyone else would die because of the holiness of God was, so, was beyond what could be born. Um, But here, this passage says that we have confidence to approach and go into uh, this most holy place. And why? Why would that be? Well, here's the next phrase. Um, We can enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. Um, The the blood of Jesus links us back to Exodus also. Uh, Exodus describes the Passover lamb that was killed so that his blood would save the firstborn of Israel. Leviticus also describes sacrifices that were made uh, by the Israelites to make themselves ceremonially clean uh, after they had sinned. 
and most especially on that one high holy day uh, each year called the Day of Atonement uh, described in Leviticus. There was a sacrifice that was made uh, and blood spilled to cleanse the sins of all the people. Uh, and so Jesus fulfills that role here in, in Hebrews. Uh, it goes on to say, back to our text, um, that we have this by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body. Wow, there's a lot in that phrase. I think it's 12 words right there uh, that are that we could probably talk about a long time, but just really quickly, um, the way to enter into this holy place is new, the word says here. It's new because now there is a new covenant, a new, um, instead of the Old Testament sacrificial system, now we have a new way, a new sacrifice, which is uh, Jesus Christ. And um, it goes on to say, new and living way. And that, that's an awesome uh, phrase right there. In the Old Testament way, you were just, you were opened up a veil, a curtain, and went into the uh, Holy of Holies to experience God's presence. But here, there's a new living way. And that living way is uh, because we have a living Savior who himself now is, is in, a, in a metaphorical way, he is the veil that allows us to enter into the presence of God. So he says we have access by a new and living way opened uh, for us through the curtain. Uh, the curtain here is referencing that, that veil that I mentioned a minute ago, uh, this huge curtain that separated the holy place of the temple from the most holy place or the holy of holies. That curtain, interestingly, was uh, made of white linen, which um, symbolized purity, and then it was... Uh, there were threads woven into that that were purple and blue and scarlet. Uh, purple and blue being um, colors that represented royalty, uh, which certainly Jesus is. And then that scarlet thread that was woven through um, would represent the blood of the sacrifice, in this case, the blood of Jesus. So the blood of Jesus gives us entree through this curtain um, through his body um, that the Bible says was broken for us, um, which uh, reminds us that that veil in the temple, uh, the Bible tells us, was torn from the top to the bottom at the, at the moment of Jesus' death on, on the cross. And so that helps us to symbolically see that we have access into God's presence. No longer is it uh, just for a great high priest, uh, but it is for all of us. Uh, so it goes on to say, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, this uh, great priest here is a theme of Hebrews. Um, a priest is someone who represents God to the world and represents and pleads for the people before God. Um, that was the role that God was assigning to the first humans, to Adam and Eve in uh, Genesis chapter 2. Um, they were supposed to have this role, and yet they failed. But now the second Adam, the Bible tells us, Jesus, this perfect human, uh, this, this God human, comes to fulfill that role of being the high priest, and he fulfills it perfectly, and Hebrews says uh, he is our high priest forever. Um, so going on, it says, since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart, with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience. Uh, hearts sprinkled, that 
reminds us also of Leviticus, where when a sacrifice was made and that blood was uh, spilled, uh, some of the blood was taken and, and sprinkled uh, over the person giving the sacrifice or over uh, the people in general. That, that sprinkling of the blood symbolized that that blood covered the sin of the person that it was sprinkled on. So um, that's what's happened with our hearts. The sin in our hearts uh, was... Uh, cleansed and his blood is sprinkled over us to prove over our hearts to prove that Uh, going on he says not only our hearts uh, sprinkled but um, also our bodies washed with pure water Um, that could refer to baptism but it also reminds of Leviticus on the day of atonement that high holy day with the priest the high priest had to uh, wash his body uh, as a part of the ceremonial cleansing before he was able to enter into the to the holy of holies, so that's what has happened uh, for us through uh, coming into to, to Jesus. We are washed and clean, cleansed and, and made pure, so that we can come in. So, uh, with all that in mind, he says, um, "Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful." Um, that brings us back and links us back to Exodus 34. God describes himself to Moses this way. He says, Yahweh, Yahweh, the compassionate, gracious God, slow to anger and abounding in love and faithfulness. That's the God we serve. He is a faithful God, and we, we know and understand that because he tells us in Exodus 34, this is who I am. This is my character and my nature. Uh, so he, the writer of Hebrews concludes, let us consider now how to spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up on meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Because of all of what God has done for us in Jesus Christ, um, he says, let's hold on to the hope um, that, he, that we have in him. And um, let's act toward one another in a way that that encourages good deeds that shows love um, and that uh, helps us to encourage one another this body of christ that we're connected with now our brothers and sisters um, let's speak into their lives and 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 create unity in the body of christ and strength in the body of christ Um, so anyway it's an awesome passage read it when you have opportunity hebrews chapter 10 29 through 35 and let god speak to you Thanks for sharing with me today on Choir Talks.